I just want to like bump to that. Yes, me too. I love it. Love it so much. Good. Well, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I have a few things. What do you have? First is Brian Landry, laundry, whatever his name is. Oh my God. Okay. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I wanted to talk about it too. Yes. Oh my God. So they found his remains, whatever that means. And then swamp. That they have been searching, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've been searching for him, you know, this whole time, like literally for a month. And they finally found his remains, apparently, in a swamp. No. So. No. Okay. No. I don't. This kid could not have been smart enough. I know. So Nick's theory is that, okay, he told his parents, I'm going to go and hide, and then went and killed himself. And But the family also has some money, so he's, like, in a business. And so he's, right. like, maybe the family was, like, hey, you're ruining everything, and they offed him. Right. And I just don't – I think there's – I – yeah, I truly think – I mean, the family has been, like, so chill. Like, you've seen dad mowing the yard and, like, going to the grocery store. Have you seen the garden? The garden with the hand coming out of the garden to take something? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So, I don't know. I mean, my theory is that he's alive. Mom and dad gave him a bunch of money, and he's probably, you know, on a beach somewhere in South America or, you know, yep. like he's changed his identity, completely different name, different hair color. That's my theory. I don't think he's dead. Like they say that they compared his remains to his dental records, right. but like, I don't know. I, 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 don't I, know I think the think. whole thing is so sketch from, from yes. start to end. And I don't want yeah. to like, disrespect the dead by any means but i think the whole thing is sketch i think there's absolutely there's something beyond but then just oh we found him right the end no i don't think this is the end right i don't either i i'm so curious to see what happens yep so curious so next area of business this i i hope this makes sense I okay. saved this to talk on here, and the more I think about how am I going to explain this, I'm like, this is probably super stupid, but what? Nick had the funniest joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay. So, and for people listening, Nick is my boyfriend who thinks he is so funny, and normally he's not, but this <laughs> killed me. He was like, you guys need to have, like, this fake person who's always like basically your show stalker and he's like you know you could be on your podcast and be like oh julie from ohio sent us a message <laughs> and then next week it's like it's julie from ohio, ohio. <laughs> and he was going up with all these things he's like you guys ask you do all these polls and all these questions and you could be like wow julie from ohio does it again <laughs> and i was like well funny you say that that's I mean, it's pretty normal for us to just make up our own stuff anyways, like questions right. or whatever, but right. it makes me think of like influencers who are like, 
you guys were all asking about my shoes. So here's a link to where you can buy them. And it's like, bitch, no one asked where no you one got asked. your shoes. No yeah. one asked. <laughs> but Julie from Ohio. Julie always. from Ohio. Yeah, she always comes through. <laughs> she always <laughs> asks the questions that we want to answer. Oh, my God. So if you guys that's, hear from Julie, Julie from Ohio great. is our biggest fan, apparently. Yeah, that is great. Okay, so what are you drinking tonight? Um, a failed attempt at a margarita. I just can't. I can't get the perfect concoction down. Yes. Yeah, so I I've got tequila, the orange liqueur that I can't say the name of, and lemon and lime juice and grapefruit. Okay, so kind of like a Paloma instead of Basically, a margarita. What make, I don't know what ingredient I'm missing to make it a margarita. Sugar? So, no, a margarita wouldn't have grapefruit juice in it. Oh. So that's what makes it a Paloma. So a margarita is tequila, triple sec, or an orange liqueur, lemon, and lime juice, and agave. Do you that know how to say the orange liqueur word? I don't know which one you have. I'll spell it. <laughs> okay. C O I N T R E A U. Contrao. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's Contrao. Oh, that's what I've got. Okay. Yeah. Um, just look up a recipe. Okay. You'll be fine. Well, speaking of margaritas, I'm drinking a margarita, but it's a coconut margarita. So it's a traditional margarita with a little bit of coconut in it. Delish. So it's yum. It Delish. is my something spiked. Yeah. Yes. Cheers. And as far cheers. as our uh, as far as our word goes. Oh yeah, our drinking word of the day. Yes. So I've been giving this a lot of thought. Okay. No, I haven't. In fact, I didn't think about it one time, and so I'm stalling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am going to say that it is toy. Toy. Okay. That's a good one. That yeah. That's a good one. Be prepared to get drunk. <laughs> so anytime. Yeah. Good job. Anytime you all hear the word toy, if you're playing along and if you're 21 and older and can drink, take a sip of your drink and if you're not 21 get hydrated grab that yeah. water grab that grab gatorade. The gatorade oh grab that <laughs> jug of milk i don't know what you need right right exactly all right so um before we get started i need to read our disclaimer and then i'm going to talk about who we are talking about so our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs> right. It's like we need a snippet of our, of our media. <sighs> all right. So today we are talking about David Parker Ray, a.k.a. the Toy Box Killer. So, Toy. Oh, yeah. He is known as a serial rapist and a serial murderer. So, keep in mind, um, 
just like Cadence did the last episode, I will as well. I'll be referencing to my notes. I have my iPad right here next to my laptop, but keep that in mind. Anyway, um, David Parker was a serial rapist and murderer. Um, experts state that they have 14 proven rape victims and only one proven murder victim. Proven Sorry to proven. interrupt already. Proven is a huge Proven. Thing. That's huge. It is. That's huge. It is huge. So, um, however, they think the number of rapes and murders is closer to 60. Okay. Wow. 60. Yeah. All of this occurred from like the mid-1950s, so 1955 to 1999. So, 60 rapes and murders between that time period, 40 years, 40. right? David Parker Ray was born on November 6, 1939 in small old town, Bellin, New Mexico to Cecil and Nettie Ray. Okay. It's my favorite part of the Those, story. <laughs> I know the names, the names, the names of the parents, Cecil and Nettie. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. Um, anyway, he also had a younger sister named Peggy. So keep in mind, he's older brother, older sibling, um, and he is a Scorpio. So tis the season of the Scorpios, but he is a Scorpio. So we're going to talk a little bit about Scorpios and how, you know, the astrological sign comes into play with this. And I I also want to talk about how he is a water sign, or how Scorpios are water signs. Okay. So, Bellin, New Mexico, first of all, is a very, very small town. Like, highest population was 7,000 people, and that was literally, like, two years ago. So, think about, like, back in, you know, 1939, there were not many people at all. I think it said, uh, yeah, no more than 3,000 people in Ooh. 1939. And during the... World War Two, two, correct. So, yeah, probably super poor. Yeah, very, very, very poor town. So, Bella, New Mexico, is a small town outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, the average median household income today is only twenty five thousand mm. dollars. Median household income, and that's today. So, imagine back in nineteen thirty nine. I mean, they weren't. They didn't have hardly any money. So, again, a very, very, very impoverished area. Um, Again, he was born to Cecil and Nettie Ray. Um, Cecil was a truck driver. He was also an alcoholic. And because of that, he wasn't really an existing parent. Um, So, the kids, Peggy and David, lived with, uh, they lived with their grandfather. Mm. So... Nettie, his mom, was kind of over, you know, Cecil, him being an abusive alcoholic, not really being present, not really being a parent. And she decided that she wasn't going to be a parent either. So she left when the kids were very young, again, leaving grandpa, you know, to raise the children. So rough childhood, if we want to say to the least, you know, kind of having some abandonment issues. Just a little. I mean, <laughs> just a little. But good just old Gramps for the rescue. Yeah, at least Grandpa was there. Must have been a great guy. Didn't get his name, but must have been a great guy. Gramps, that's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> um, so 
David Parker Ray, you'll hear me reference him to DPR. He was a Scorpio, obviously. Um, I want to talk about Scorpios, their strengths and weaknesses. So their strengths are they are very resourceful, powerful, brave, and passionate. Their weaknesses, they are distrusting, jealous, manipulative, and violent. Sounds like okay. a winning, a winning combination. <laughs> yeah, a well-rounded person. <laughs> they also, fun fact, love bunnies. So. Lovers. <laughs> um, Scorpios are water signs. So if you think about a Scorpio, it's a scorpion, right? They're nowhere near the water. So it's kind of strange that they're a water sign. However, um, water signs tend to be very observant and have deeply intense emotion so question so sorry yeah <laughs> interrupting already <laughs> when it comes to like you know fire signs water signs whatever they encompass several astrological signs right they do okay they do typically three or four so okay. i think it's actually four per sign yeah because there's fire water and earth Wind. Oh, maybe, yeah, fire, water, and earth. Yeah. Okay. So three. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Three signs, so four per sign. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So very observant and very uh, intense emotions. So with the emotions, they can become very overwhelmed with their emotions, where it's hard for them to like control whether it's you know that they're angry, whether they're sad, whether they're happy. It's hard for them to be able to control it. And this leads to making irrational decisions. Shocking. So keep that in mind, like throughout listening to the story about DPR. Um, also, water signs tend to be very creative. So this leads to their imaginations having zero limits. So remember this, like kind of later in the story, you know, we're going to talk about David Parker Ray. And his motive and what he does like during his like killing process mm -hmm. but keep in mind like he is a very creative person so and a very emotional person i'm ready all right so we've talked about bella new mexico small town outside of albuquerque lived with his grandfather um fast forward to when david parker ray was early teenager like 11 12 years old um, you know, in middle school, he was kind of an outcast. Like he didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, people didn't like him. They made fun of him a lot. He was bullied a lot. Um, and in the meantime, he's living with his grandpa and his sister. Dad's still on the road. Mom isn't in the picture, but dad comes home every now and then in between his trucking shifts. About once a month is whenever he comes home. Okay, got it. So when he comes home, like... A lot of truck driver parents, they'll bring their children gifts. Well, he would bring his son S&M porno magazines. Wait, how old is he? Like 12 years old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's not yes. funny. It's so bad. It's, it's terrible. But S&M porno magazines. So again, he's like... He's known for being a serial rapist, and now you kind of see where this developed. Yeah, at 11? Do you even hit puberty at 11? 
I don't know. Like, do you even know what that thing is down there at do 11? You even, do you like, even know what's between your legs at 11? Probably not. Right. So, dad would bring these home to him and give them to his son. You know, obviously, DPR would enjoy them, I guess. Probably <laughs> figure out what to do He's with the like thing between his legs. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's a fairy tale. He's like, and this was a nice princess. <laughs> Right. And then she met her prince. And he beat right. the shit out of her. Yep, and he did. Right. Oh, God. So, Sister Peggy, you know, again, she's younger than him. She goes into his room, you know, being a nosy younger sister, starts snooping around and finds these magazines. Yeah, finds these magazines. And she confronts him about it. And she's like, what the hell? Like, what the hell are these? And he basically, like, freaks out. He's like, don't worry about it. Dad gave them to me. It's fine. Like, leave it alone. It's fine. And so she mm. just, like, brushes it under the rug. She's like, whatever. You know, not going to get into it with him. But weird. Can you imagine being a little girl opening these S&M porno mags? No. Seeing this violent porn. That, you know, given to her 12-year-old brother. And I'm sure the dad casually gave these to him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have this theory that everyone knows right and wrong. It's just which path yeah. you choose. But if right. something that sensitive is handed to you so yeah. normally, I wonder if... Right. Did he know in his head it was bad? Or, or I mean, at 11... Probably not. He probably, probably thought not. that was so... Like, oh, this is... Like, if someone handed us, like, People Magazine or... Right. Kidspot right. Magazine or whatever we had at 11. Well, I mean, think about it. If your dad is giving this to you, you know, you're probably like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, so... Hmm. Yeah. So... Fast forward to, you know, him being in high school. Um, it's known that, you know, people said that he was a good-looking kid. Like, he was a good-looking young male. And it's crazy that he didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, again, he was bullied, but he finished high school, um, and he enlisted in the Army. Um, throughout his oh. first enlistment, yeah, resourceful. <laughs> Great. Yep. Throughout his first enlistment, so if you think about it, you know, after basic comes your first enlistment, you know, depending, um, he was discharged from the army. It didn't really talk about why. Um, but we could you probably know, he, use our imagination. <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah, probably oh, shit. did something wrong. Um, so after he was discharged from the army, he ended up moving back to New Mexico, where he lived right outside of a town called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> okay, so basically what you're telling me is this is a completely made-up story <laughs> with completely made-up names and places because... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Truth and... Pretty much. Can you imagine the pressure... Or Truth or truth, consequences. Truth or consequences. Can you imagine the pressure of being no, there? No. So, and, you know, what's funny is, like, again, he, like I said, he lived outside of truth or con consequences. The city he lived in was Elephant Butte. Stop. <laughs> Wait, Elephant, Elephant Butte. As in, like, beauty? Like, B-U-T-T-E, Butte. But, yes. Beauty, oh, okay, same. I mean, you pronounce it the same way. Like when you like, you're like, she's a beaut, Clark. 
Like, that's what I was thinking. Right. Right. No. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Or so, otherwise known as elephant bate. It could be bate, that. Bate. Bute. Bute. Um. <laughs> so... Move back to Elephant Butte. Well, move back to New Mexico, but move to Elephant Butte, New Mexico, right? There, he worked as a mechanic for the state parks department. So, for a government agency, he was a mechanic. Yeah, let's stick him right in the, those government jobs. Right. Let's, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> um. So, you know, again, he's very resourceful. So, keep in mind, you know, throughout the story... He has all of these resources. He was in the military. Now he's working for the government. So, yeah. So, fast forward, you know, a little bit in his life. Um, he was married many, many, many times. So, married and divorced four different times throughout his adulthood. Wow. Yeah. Four different times. He had two daughters, um, but one of them plays a significant role in the story. Her name is Jesse Ray. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more about her. Um, but, you know, he lived in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, kind of just a small town, you know, low population, impoverished area. Um, his house was, they called it a flat, um, but it's kind of like a trailer with like a shed built on with like tarps all over the place with like a fence around. You can Google it. I know. Listen, I'm from Oklahoma. We call that a double wide. (laughs) (laughs) Double wide. That is not a flat. Right. A flat flat is what the city slickers live in. That is a, that is like a, that is a, a flat, a permanent double wide. Right. Well, yeah, a makeshift double white. Yeah, this is what this is. So you can like Google this. It's quite interesting, like just to see, you know, his house and what he lived in. And I'm looking at myself in the camera and I think I have like a hive on my forehead or something. <laughs> <laughs> just side note. I don't see anything if that makes you feel better. Okay. Well, maybe the lighting, you know, the camera lighting will help. Um <laughs> I'm like looking at myself. I think I have hives. Um. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my neck is red. So anyway, I'm also like kind of hot. So I'm going to take this off. But um, all right. So he lived in this like shithole of a place. Okay. Okay. And he, but right next door to the shithole of a place was a nice, nicer trailer, like a climate controlled nicer smaller trailer it wouldn't be considered like a double wide but a nicer trailer and this is what he called his toy box wait so he didn't live in this one he lived in the one with no tarp and shit all over it yes this one was still on his property but like in the front yard right so you can hmm. look it up if you just look up David Parker Ray toy box. Um, you'll be able to see. Okay, he spent on it. <laughs> yes, he spent over a hundred thousand dollars on this on the toy box. Toy box. Yes, on this toy box. Go on. Yes, <laughs> this toy box was his torture chamber. 
So this is where he would take his women back to and torture them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like wall to wall. I'm sure you're going to get into it. Yes. So this torture chamber was full of sex toys, whips, chains, um, makeshift torture devices that he made. In the middle of it was a gyno chair. So, like, if you go to your gyno appointment, like your yearly exam, he had a gyno chair in the middle and a mirror in front and a mirror on the ceiling. Okay. Yes. Did he find this randomly? Did he? No, he made it. He made the gyno chair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. men, I'm going to ask you for a favor here. <laughs> Google, even if Google a professional one, yeah. and imagine the vulnerability, the coldness and temperature, mm-hmm. oh the my exposure, God. and then imagine a makeshift one. Right. No. 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 I mean, we are already, like, mortified going to the gynecologist once a year or every other year. Now it's every other year. But, you know, your feet, you're sitting in this chair and you see stirring from the end of it. Yep. And your feet are up, like, all the way up to your freaking chin. Like this. Your knees are, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) just like that. (laughs) I cannot believe you just did that. No, I guys, I think I am times. <laughs> oh my god. So imagine even being a man, like you're like you're exposed down there, right? Yes. So like being kidnapped and like stuck in this thing is the most terrifying thing. And they're for, I'm sure strapped to it. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. But you know, again, like so there's this gyno chair in the middle, and then in front is a mirror, and on the ceiling is a mirror. So, you know, when these women are in this chair, like they are seeing everything that is no. being done to them yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little more about that, but So that's like where he lives and what he has. And he has this toy box. Damn, I'm going to need a second You need a refill. Yeah, you need a refill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm fast forwarding to whenever he's in like his 50s, right? So. um, Wait, he started this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So he started, apparently experts say that. They think he started raping and murdering people whenever he was a teenager. Yeah. So they think, you know, he got these S&M porno mags and he was like obsessed with it. And that's the thing that, you know, Scorpios tend to be is a little obsessive. Yeah. Um, and like, so they think that this started whenever he was a teenager. Wow. So... I'm fast forwarding to the main stories and these stories, the reason why I say they're the main stories is they are the validated ones. Like they are the proven ones. We've 
you know, people have talked to the witnesses, there, you know, are interviews about it, the court cases about these people. So we're fast forwarding to whenever he was like mid fifties. Mid fifties, Jesus. So at this time, um, his daughter, Jesse Ray, and his love of his life, girlfriend, Cindy Hendy, lived with him. <laughs> you know, that name reminds me of, like, Cindy Lou Who. Yes, like, off of, Grinch. like, from the Grinch. Yeah. Cindy Hendy from Ellis and It's me. It's me, Cindy Hendy. <laughs> I hate it. Um... <laughs> So his daughter and his love of his life live with him, right? And they are also his accomplices. So they help him with these rapes and murders that we're going to talk about. Daughter and girlfriend. Daughter and girlfriend. So Cindy Hendy, I want to talk a little bit about her. Miss Hendy. Yeah. She was born in Everett, Washington in 1960. So you can already see the age difference. So 21 years, 39 to 60, mm -hmm. right? 21 years, your age difference between her and good old David Parker Ray. I mean, David could have been her dad yeah. in theory, right? Yes. She was born in Everett, Washington in 1960, and she, too, had a lot of trauma as a child. So lots of abandonment issues. Her mom was abusive. She was an alcoholic. And friends of Cindy's would say that Cindy wouldn't eat for days. Like, she would normally eat at school, and that was it. Like, if she was home, there wasn't any food at home. All there was was alcohol or, you know, drugs. Yeah. And she would literally like cry to her mom and beg to her mom for food and her mom wouldn't give it to her. Like the only thing that her mom cared about was, you know, getting drunk or getting high or being with other men. So, yeah. So, so it wasn't necessarily a matter of not having money for food. It was more of like a control and yeah, priority and, thing. Right. From what I've read, you know, her mom worked. So she could have easily bought her daughter food because she could buy her drugs and alcohol mm. by herself, drugs and alcohol, not yeah. her daughter, yeah. but you know, man. So, um, when Cindy was 11 years old, her mom was married or with her significant other. And this man is called her, he's her stepfather at the time. So when Cindy was 11 years old, her stepfather climbed into her bed in the middle of the night and raped her 11 years old. Next day or that night or a couple days later, Cindy decides to tell her mom. She's like, mom, this is what happened. And mom didn't believe Cindy. Um, confronted stepdad about it. And stepdad was like, no, you know, she's lying. And Cindy, Cindy was kicked out at 11 years old, kicked out of her house to live on the streets. Like, by yourself. So this is my thing. I know this is a very popular theme of the time, you know, save your reputation at all costs, whatever. But let's say your kid, let's pretend that she was lying. Right. Wouldn't you still think, hey, my 11 year old is saying some pretty radical things. I should probably investigate. I mean, right. it's true. So she should have it looked is. into that in itself. But it's like, even if, it, even if your kid 
is some rebel awful child you're still have a major problem right or a child that has like a crazy imagination you know that sometimes just makes things up like you know what i mean but how would a child yeah how would a child know like oh mom he did something down there and like how would they know you know the details how would they know you know what rape is right it's sad so at 11 years old you know mom kicked her out and so from there she kind of joined gangs and she bounced around you know to different gangs and different men and she was living on the streets or living in and out of other people's places um and of course she ended up becoming a drug addict and alcoholic herself excuse me (laughs) and did not mean to do that (laughs) i just glad it wasn't me (laughs) i mean your legs are already up so it could have been a fart from you but it was a burp from me we have to edit that out no we do not that is hilarious (laughs) just goes to show celebrities are people too (laughs) casey musgraves and chloe kardashian we are people too okay (laughs) oh god this is great (laughs) oh my god I'm getting hot. All right. So, um, yeah, drug addict, alcoholic, criminal, whatever. Whenever she became of age, and I don't know what age she lost her virginity, but apparently she loved the rough sex fantasy. So she wanted her boyfriend or her men that she was with you know, to perform rough sex on her. She liked choking. She liked, you know, all of the rape fantasies. That is what she wanted her sex partners to do. So again, this is David Parker Ray's love of his life. And you can kind of hear why. Perfect match. Perfect match. She had three children from three different men as well. So kind of similar. He had two daughters from two different women. Um, she as well struggled struggled to take care of them, um, and ended up giving the kids to the grandparents to raise. So, um, really had not much to do with them. So, gave the kids to the grandparents to raise. And in 1997, she ran from the cops. Basically, she was wanted for auto theft and other, you know, criminal charges. And she ran from Washington to. Good old Elephant Butte, New Mexico. (laughs) She, like, did one of those, like, and this is where I'm going. There. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it's not even on the map. I don't even know what city it is, but we're going to figure it out. She's like, truths, consequences. Truth. Truth or consequences. (laughs) You know what? Elephant Butte sounds beautiful. Beautiful. So... How Cindy and David met, uh, she actually was on a, like, women's, like, a domestic women's work release type program. Um, This program particularly focused on women that had been in, like, abusive relationships and (sighs) bad upbringings and 
she met this guy um, before David met this guy and he was very abusive to her. So she was part of this program, right? And they would place these women at places to work, right? Not that they had to work, but it would go in their benefit to help them with, you know, like money for food and money for housing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so she was placed on this work release program at the fucking state park that he worked at. <laughs> so this is how they oh. met. Yeah. Wow. Shocker. Call it God. Divine yes. inter- intervention. <laughs> yeah, that is just... <laughs> so bad. Oh, that makes me so sad for her. Well, I mean, she didn't really say no. So, um, anyway, started working there, met him. They fell in love, and she moved in with David. So, investigatives and experts say that she said this, like, verbatim. This is her quote. She said, when I moved in, he started to tell me all the women that he had murdered. He said at least one a year for 40 years. So when she met him, yeah, this is nineteen ninety-seven. So he, he was yeah, born in thirty-nine. He was in his sixties. Yeah, right. Yeah, sixties. Yeah. So he's already done all the killings. Yep. She, can you imagine? Yeah. Like you're on your, you know, tenth night yeah. of hanging out with each other, and it's like, oh, you know, I think it's time I share my past. Right. I think it's time that I tell you that I not only murdered one woman, but it's uh, 40. My favorite so. pastime, really. Yeah. Right. Um. All right. So this is where, again, you know, like stating, this is where the 60 victims come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about Cindy Hindi, Jesse Ray at this time to 1997, 1998, late 90s. Um, she is 20, 21 years old. Okay. She's living with dad um, yeah. and she's an accomplice as well. So she, her mother was one of his four wives and didn't really have much to do with her. So that's why, you know, David Parker Ray raised her and it's a apparently he was a pretty good dad to her. Um, from what I've read, you know, he didn't molest her. Um, he didn't abuse her. Now he would have like crazy parties where lots of drugs and alcohol would be present. But all in all, I mean, from what I've read, he was known to be a, a decent dad to her. And that kind of plays in to the Scorpio mindset of valuing your personal relationships. These other women right. are not, right. they're nothing to him. Right. But his daughter and his girlfriend, he confides in them. Scorpio's right. love honesty yep. so mm-hmm. sick yeah it's sick so um i want to jump to like his motive and what he would do with you know the whole kidnapping the raping murdering he would try to like kidnap women that that weren't going to be missed right? That nobody would know that they were missing. So he would target, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, prostitutes, you know, think about, you know, in this time in the nineties, people were still like hitchhiking, right? Right. Like, so drifters, he would try to 
you know, kidnap these women that weren't going to be missed. And he would often pick them up at bars. So in good old truth or consequences, he would go to the blue saloon, right? And pick up different, I know, great name, <laughs> right? It's the first normal name. Right. But he would pick up, you know, these women um, at bars. So um, basically what he would do is he would be by himself. He would be with, you know, Cindy. He would be with his daughter or his daughter would be there, whoever. And they would be drinking. He would start like kind of flirting, talking to to these women. And then he would end up drugging them. Um, it didn't really say specifically what he would drug them with. But apparently, it was just like a concoction of a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, is your dog sorry. right there? <laughs> um, so, he would drug, you know, a bunch of these women and bring them back to his... <laughs> Bless you. I know. It wasn't me. It was my dog. He sneezed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, he would drug these women and end up, like, bringing them home. Okay? So, these women would be drugged, right? They would wake up in the middle of this toy box. <laughs> You're so obnoxious. Um, uh, anyway, wake up in the middle of this area and they would be in this gyno chair Ugh. strapped and chained to it, strapped and chained to it. And like instantly like wake up in a panic. They would see this mirror in front of them, a mirror above them. They would be naked. And all of a sudden a recording would start playing. So he recorded this 50-minute recording that would play for every freaking woman that he kidnapped. And again, same situation. They would be naked. They would be chained to this chair. They would wake up and they would see themselves and they would panic. And they would, he would listen or they would listen to this recording. In the recording, so we're talking about 1997. Okay, right. 1997, 98, 99, last three years of the 90s. In the recording, he says, he's like, now I don't know your specific situation because I recorded this back in 93. Mm -hmm. So, like, can you imagine waking up in this chair and listening, seeing yourself, first of all, in a gyno freaking chair? Chained. Yeah naked but also listening to him say that he's been doing this since 93 and it's 1997 it's very saw giving me saw vibes here yeah absolutely i mean i wonder if saw was kind of like made up of the story in a way i mean can you like just waking up and want to play a game yeah, and you have to listen right. to instructions. I've always wondered that during the Saw movies. Like, how in the world can you focus on these instructions when <laughs> you wake up naked in a gyno chair with mirrors oh my and God. torture devices around you? Right. So you can look up, like, 
you can Google the transcript. It's really fucked up. Um, but I want to talk about like the beginning on what they would listen to whenever they would wake up. So I'm going to read this from the transcript. It says, hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. Oh my yeah. God. And this is a 50, 50 minute, minute. And that was 50 the first minute. 10 seconds. Yes. And that's terrifying. Terrifying. So I'll continue. He says, <laughs> you probably think you're going to be raped and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is what you got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got. Because basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Guess I've been doing this too long. I've been raping bitches ever since I was old enough to jack off. Like, what the fuck? He is, <laughs> so, he is picturing himself as a, however... Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner and... These women are going to do what I want and what I say. And yeah. Oh, gross. And if you look up a picture of him, like at this time, he looks like a creepy truck driver. I'm on it. David Parker Ray. Yeah. That's he also. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you can. Yep, that's him. That's him. Yeah. He looks like the guy from Shameless, but worse. A way worse. Way worse. Oh. So, like, again, he had this recording, and while he's playing this recording, there's also a video camera, like, recording these women the whole time. Yeah. So, it's said that parts of this video would use MK Ultra as a tactic to like wipe these women's memory. So they wouldn't remember what happened. No, they wouldn't remember what happened. So he would keep these women for days or weeks at a time. He would torture them and then he would dump their body and they wouldn't remember a thing. So he'd keep them alive. Keep them alive. There's only one confirmed murder. Oh, my God. But he said to Cindy Hendy that he murdered over 40 women. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know what MKUltra is, I recommend that you Google it. Kind of look it up. But basically, it was a CIA. Yeah, it was a CIA tactic um, back in the 50s and 60s. Uh, they would drug people with LSD and perform this tactic to control their brain functions and their mind functions. Um, so David Parker Ray, you know, again, being in the military, I don't know if he was like part of any of that, but 
if we think about it, like he would use this tactic to wipe their memory. And he would also mm -hmm. use a mixture of drugs to make sure, you know, that this would be successful. Mm -mm. Mm. That's even scarier to not know what, I don't know. Like now that I think about it, what is scarier knowing what happened to you or no, not knowing what happened to you? Yeah. I don't know. Damn. So the first uh, victim that we know for a fact, her name was Kelly Garrett. Um, Kelly Garrett was taken from the Blue Water Saloon. Um, and <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my dogs, but they're <laughs> driving me crazy. Um, quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, at least they're not like toddlers. They're yeah, actual they're babies, but they act like toddlers. <laughs> okay. So Kelly Garrett was taken from the Blue Water Saloon and Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Um, she was actually friends with Jesse Ray. So her and Jesse, that's so the girl's daughter. No, daughter. No, his daughter. daughter. His daughter. So her and Jesse were out drinking, you know, having a girl's night, playing pool, dancing, whatever. And Jesse drugged her. Brought Kelly back to dad's toy box. Knew what toy box was. But so let me back up. Kelly was there for a girl's night because her and her husband had gotten into a fight. So she was like, fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm going to go hang out with Jesse Ray. We're going to drink. We're going to dance. We're going to play pool. We're going to do whatever. So Jesse takes her back to dad's freaking torture chamber, right? And there he tortured her for two days. Two days. David Parker Ray tried to kill her. He slit her throat, drove to abandoned land in New Mexico because he had access to all this abandoned land working at state parks, right? Dumped her body. She was naked. Somehow she gets back home, right? Gets back home, go like tells her husband what happens. Like, her neck is like cut open. Yeah. All of this. Her husband doesn't believe her. Tells her that she's made this story up. She's bruised. She's Ugh. cut up. She's been raped like, over and over why, again. What is the point in not believing? What is the, uh, like, right. You, she did that to herself. Right. Right. So doesn't believe her. Kicks her out. And then he files for divorce. Well, yeah, she won in that situation. Oh, absolutely. He was a dick. But she moved out of truth or consequences. So she moved away. She's like, fuck this place. I, I'm leaving. Person number two is Angie Montano. Now, Angie Montano was friends with Cindy Hendy, his girlfriend. Yeah. Funny how these... You know, women They're all are connected. Like, okay. How did they, I mean, yeah. we say, how do, how did they not know? But it's yeah, like, how can you be so close to someone? Right. So Angie Montano was friends with Cindy Hindi. Cindy invited Angie over to the house. They were all having a party because again, David 
would have like parties. He would be the guy in the city in Elephant Butte to throw barbecues and, you know, people would come over and drink beer and smoke weed and, you know, probably do other drugs and shit like that. But so they invited Angie over. Angie stayed late. Um, David Parker Ray drugged her and then he raped and tortured her for five days. And this was Cindy's friend. Yeah. And I'm sure she was there. Oh, she was there. She would participate. And you'll hear later um, in a little more of the transcript, it gets a little more graphic, but like he was referred to as uh, Mr. And she, or master. And she was referred to as mistress. Ew. Yeah. So she would participate. Disgusting. So raped and tortured her for five days. Angie remembered everything. So when he packed her up in the car, she pretended that she didn't know where she was at. She pretended she was delusional. He dumped her body and she instantly like flagged down another car as they passed by. And that car was an off duty police officer. She's naked. Like no clothes, naked in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. This cop picks her up and he's like, what the hell happened? And And he believes her. He believes her and she tells him. She tells them everything. But then when they get almost to her house, she panics. And she's like, no, I can't press charges. I can't go through with this. I can't do it. Like, please just drop me off and leave me alone. Yeah. So because that happened, you know, the cop didn't do anything and let her be. So she ended up moving away, moving out of Elephant Butte, Truth or Consequences area. But unfortunately, she died before, like, the trial Mm. even began and before he got arrested in 1999. That's so sad. Yeah. Before we get into, like, the other women, I want to go back to this tape, like, this recording. And it gets very graphic. Um, So viewer discretion is extra advised. Uh, But I want to talk about, you know, some of the things that he would do to these women and what he says. So he says, some girls really have a lot of trouble with it. And I'm sure that you will to a certain extent. But let's face it. You can't get away. You can't say no. You're going to be naked all the time. You won't be able to struggle or resist. You're just going to have to lay there and take it, good or bad, no matter what's done to you. A scary thought? Yeah, but there are no options. Nothing that you can do or say will change the fact that this is going to happen. Many girls beg and plead. Almost all of them cry, especially during the first couple of days. And some of them scream and threaten. But I have a poster on the wall in the playroom that says, if it's worth taking, they're worth keeping. We'll use a couple of methods of punishment. A whip is an an excellent training aid. So is an electric shock machine. Anytime you get out of line, one or both will be used on your body. And I will assure you, it will not be pleasant. You are a slave. 
You don't realize it yet, but you will eventually. I'm your master, and the lady is your mistress. You will be totally docile. You'll be very quiet, and you'll only speak when spoken to. When I tell you to spread your legs or pull them back, you say, yes, master, and you obey the command. Because to do anything less will get you beaten. If I tell you I want to be sucked off, you say, yes, master, and you open your mouth. I love oral sex if it's done right, and you're going to be taught exactly the way that I like it. So I was just talking for like a minute, <laughs> 50 and this is minutes. a 50-minute long tape. That's what I was thinking minutes. the whole time is 50 minutes of this. 50 minutes. Yeah, and he goes into like graphic, graphic detail. I mean, he is talking about all the different toys and devices that he's going to use on these women. He also has dogs. Um, and those that are, I mean, I feel more sensitive to dogs than humans, but, um, he also talks about how his dogs would rape these women. So yeah, in this transcription, he talks about can, the dogs, he talks about the dogs raping the women. And he says that these women will get on all fours and, you know, his dogs could rape them and doesn't know which hole it's going to get into. Like, it's it's pretty graphic. It's pretty graphic and it's pretty fucked up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 50 minutes. Yeah. 50, 50 minutes. minutes. And... So we talked about like water signs and Scorpios being very emotional and kind of being like irrational. They can't control their emotions in the tape. Like you can listen to the tape, right? And in the tape, you can hear him like fluctuate between emotions. So you can hear him talking kind of normal, almost like a show off presence, but then he gets angry and you mm -hmm. can hear that switch and that change and his voice and you can hear how angry and how he like literally hates these women Ugh. and i mean yeah it's got to stem from something like his mom obviously his dad being gone being yeah pornography as a child but like that's abandonment just, yeah just mm. yeah so he like it's weird. Like he hated these women, but then he loved the women that were closest to him. Yeah. You know, his daughter and obviously Cindy Hindi, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know. Yeah. All right. So third victim, Marie Parker, she was a drifter. Um, she was at a bar where Jesse Ray and her boyfriend. So Jesse's boyfriend was Roy Yancey. Um, we don't really talk much about him, but um, he's involved in this one. They kidnap her. They drugged her. They kid they kidnapped her, brought her back. They, and, like, Roy also per yeah. partook in kidnapping his girlfriend? No, kidnapped Marie Parker. Mar oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I was thinking, I thought you thought that was his girlfriend. Jesse was his girlfriend. Jesse, got it, got it. 
Yes. I said Jesse and her I'm, boyfriend Roy. Yes, I am with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am um, All right. Glad you're there. <laughs> okay. So they drugged her, brought her back, raped and tortured her for days. Um, and then apparently Roy got very frustrated with her. Um, from what I've read, I've read multiple stories. So I've read that either she was like crying and pleading with him or offering him money or saying, you know, her boyfriend was going to kill him or something like that. And Mm -hmm. he freaked out and he killed her. (gasps) Roy did. So Jesse's boyfriend killed, killed her. Um, Jesse kind of freaked out about it. And David Parker Ray helped get rid of Marie's body. So they dumped her body in the middle of nowhere. And still to this day, they have not found her body. Mm, well, especially in the desert, like, no telling. Yeah. There's thousands of miles of land yeah. that's, like, abandoned. Gosh. All right. So the last story that I'm going to talk about is the last story that gets him caught. So... This is kind of graphic and kind of crazy, but Cindy Vigil was, you know, the last victim that we're going to talk about. She was also a friend of Cindy Hendy. Um, Vigil was a prostitute. She was looking for, you know, Johns. She was out working, trying to make some money. David Parker Ray came to where she was working and Cindy Vigil didn't know who he was. She knew Cindy Hindi, but she didn't know who David was. David came to where she was working and he pretended to be a police officer. Pulled out handcuffs and said that he was arresting her for prostitution. Oh, man. Yeah, he's obviously not in a cop car, not in anywhere near a cop car. Doesn't look like a cop. He's in regular freaking No badge. No badge, no gun, or hell, he could have had a gun. Who knows? But ends up putting her in in handcuffs and putting her in the back of the car, right? Putting her in the back of his car, um, takes her back to his house where raped and tortured her for days. Jesse Ray, so Cindy, so they would like take turns watching these women, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure that they wouldn't try to escape or whatever. Cindy Hindi finished her shift, like, watching her friend. Can you imagine? No. Like, this is your friend. You're trying to, like, plead with her and probably yeah. say, like, please just let me go. Which, I'll get to a theory about that here in a second. But Cindy Hindi, it was her shift was up, and now it was Jesse's turn to watch her. So, the daughter. Cindy left the keys, like, on the counter, relatively close to where her friend was chained up at. Cindy Vigil, the woman that was chained up, saw the keys out the corner of her eye, saw that Jesse wasn't paying attention. She was, like, watching TV. Grabbed the keys, uncuffed her, yeah, uncuffed her uh, hands and her feet, and Jesse heard it, and they started getting into a fight. So they're, so they're, like, wrestling around, like, getting into this fight, right? Yeah, surrounded so, by murder weapons. Surrounded by, yeah, all these murder weapons and all these torture devices. And Cindy Vigil p- 
picks up the phone. Somehow there was a phone in this trailer, but picks up the phone to call 911. And Jesse Ray, like, either falls on the cord or somehow, like, pulls the cord out of the wall or the phone out of the wall. And it disconnects. So it's like a hang-up to 911. So it connected right? to them and just yes. sounded like, oh, hung okay. Up. Okay, good. Someone hung up. Good. So they're fighting. They're fighting. And Cindy Vigil sees an ice pick, grabs an ice pick, and stabs it in Jesse Ray's neck. Doesn't kill her, but just stabs <gasps> her where she stops. This whole fight altercation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jessie's naked. Like, she has these chains, like, around her neck still. Like, they're off of her wrists and her ankles. But she's, like, naked. So, she darts out of this trailer. Darts out of this trailer and runs to the nearest neighbor's house. Bangs on the door and the neighbor opens up and it's an old woman. And she's like, you know, come in. And she's like, call 911. Yeah, call 911. I've been, like, tortured next door. So the neighbor calls 911. In the meantime, Jesse Ray calls her dad. And David Parker Ray and Cindy Hendy are out looking for Cindy Vigil. I bet. Yeah. Right. While while profusely (laughs) bleeding. While profusely bleeding. Yep. So... So, Cindy Hendy and David Parker are out looking for Cindy Vigil, the woman who escaped. A cop pulls them over, like, sees them, because the 911 call came from the house. Right. Right? The the thing. The yeah. sex torture chamber. Right. The toy box. <laughs> Which, again, um, why? Why do you have a phone in know. your torture chamber? Idiots. I don't know. Idiots, right? So a cop, like, sees them, and he's like, what's going on? Like, why did this 911 call, you know, come from your place, right? And they said, oh, they made up the story. And they said, this woman, she called 911. You know, we're trying to help her out. She's a heroin addict. We're trying to kick her off of her habit, and we're detoxing her. They made up this crazy story. To kick her off her habit, so we're kidnapping yeah. her and yes. keeping her against her will. And the yes. Then I think the cop was just gonna be like, "Wow, what, oh, what great friends!" Right. right. So, <laughs> so the cop didn't buy it. Thank God. Yeah. Like, the cop was like, "Nope," and arrested David, arrested Cindy, arrested Jesse. I mean, she went to the hospital. First, <laughs> like Jesse's but- like, "Stop." I'm dying. In <laughs> arrested Jesse and arrested Roy Yancey. So Good. all four of them got arrested. And this was March 19, 1999. Yeah. So the first story that we talked about was in 97. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been doing so, it long before since the mid 50s they think i mean they think since he was like 13 or 14 years old you know so like 55 54 wow yeah so you know they're all arrested they're all in jail so detectives go back to david parker's house and the trailer and they're going through this toy box i'm almost out 
And they find, not only do they find, like, all the torture devices, the nasty fucking dino chair, all the sex toys, but they find video recordings of dozens of women. Man. Dozens of women. One woman had a very unique tattoo on her leg. And so they're like, we need to figure out who this woman is to give us, like, more information to help us, you know, with this case. So they take this clip of this video, of this recorded video. They take this clip of this video to the local news station and ask them to play part of it on the news. They don't play anything graphic, but just, like, the tattoo of this woman's leg. And some woman, some local woman noticed that tattoo and recognized it. And guess who the woman was? Victim number one, Kelly Garrett, whose husband didn't believe her. You know what? Yeah. I know. I hate her. Fuck him. I hope he was alive at this time. I mean, I'm sure he was. It was only two years later. But the mother-in-law, so his mom, is the one who recognized her tattoo. Good for her. And she's the one who called into the police and said, that's my daughter-in-law. Well, ex-daughter-in-law. Oh, my God. Good? Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So cops called her show and had her come, you know, back to Elephant Butte, Truth or Consequences area, and showed her a snippet of the video that she was recorded in, and she mm-hmm. had, like, a full-blown panic attack. And she said, this goes back to, like, the mind control, the MK Ultra. She says that she, did, she never remembered anything that happened to uh. her. But she had constant nightmares, like, every night. And she couldn't sleep without a light on. She was constantly terrified, and she didn't know why until she saw part of this video, and all of the memories came back to her. Wow. Can you imagine? No. Thinking that something's a nightmare, and it actually happened to you. Right. Right. So sad. So... Kelly Garrett was one of um, the only women that, you know, testified against David Parker, right? But another woman that testified against him was obviously the one who called 911, Cindy Mm -hmm. Vigil. So while she was testifying against David Parker Ray, David Parker Ray's defense attorney walked out to the witness stand where Cindy Vigil was at, grabbed the chains that were around her neck whenever she took off and slammed them on the witness stand. Didn't say a fucking word, just slammed them on the witness stand. And Cindy freaked out. She started having like a crazy panic attack, like cussing, like, fuck you, fuck them. I can't believe you did this to me. There's a video that you can look up of her in court, like going crazy. What was like... Did he want her to react like that? I think the defense attorney, like, didn't believe her story because she was a prostitute, you know? And so she wasn't a credible witness. So he, like, grabbed the chains and slammed them on there thinking that, like, 
she wouldn't recognize him, maybe? I yeah. don't know. Well, I don't he know. basically won the case for her. Right. So, <laughs> so, going back to Scorpios being emotional and loving and, you know, very, um, they care deeply about people. Mm-hmm. David Parker Ray told his attorney, stop. I can't take this. I can't see her like this. I will plead guilty if we stop the trial. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I don't want to say good for him, but that's shocking. Right. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's awesome that it happened. Yeah. And that he kind of, he like finally realized like what I did is wrong and what I put these women through definitely wrong yeah but like, stopped the whole trial and said i plead guilty it's it's the good thing about is the women didn't have to go through anymore like right it was over he admitted there yeah. was no more fighting they no oh man yeah <laughs> yeah <gasps> so that was the end of the trial but you know they all were sentenced they all went to prison um good i want to start with the least amount of years sentence. So Jesse Ray, his daughter, she was only sentenced to nine years for being an accomplice. Um, so at this time she was like 21 years old, nine years. She got out by the time she was 30, had her whole life to live. Um, and you know, still to this day, she hasn't given like any interviews about anything that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Then her boyfriend, Roy Yancey, pled guilty, and he was only sentenced to nine years. And he pled guilty to rape and murder and being an accomplice and was only sentenced to nine years. What the heck? Yeah. And then we have Cindy Hendy. Uh, she was actually sentenced to 36 years, but she had the possibility of, like, probation and parole. So yeah. I'm sure with like good behavior, she would get out sooner, but I mean, she's still in prison. Good. The name like that, that's where you need to stay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, um, David Parker Ray, he was sentenced to 224 years, but he actually, so he was arrested in March of 99, but he wasn't sentenced until September 30th, 2001. So a year and a half later, and he died a year and a half later. So he died May 28, 2002 at 72 years old. He had a heart attack good. in his cell, in his jail cell. Yeah. I mean, not good in that I wish he would have suffered longer on earth, but good in that like, He's gone. he went out. Like, it was That evil no longer walks the earth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy I know. cow. So I want to end this story with like one thing. Oh, okay. I want to go back to the recording and the tape that these women would hear. <gasps> he would end the recording with have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. Not, I hope you live. Not or, good luck. Not, yeah, good luck with all the rape or, you know, the, 
the breast shocker or the shocker hurts or watch out for the dogs. Have a nice Have a day. Nice day. Yeah. That is straight out of saw. It's like straight out of saw. Yeah. Wow. That's like the final fuck you. Middle finger to the sky. Yep. Like Holy. I don't care about you. I'm a sociopath. You're my play toy. Have a nice day. Ugh, and for, to, for this to go on for so long and in a small town, which is, you know, I feel like there's more he said, she said, a little more small town gossip. And no. Right. No. Nope. Have a nice day. Wow. So that is David. David. That is <laughs> David Parker Ray, friends. Um, hope that was sinister enough for you. Oh my gosh. It's pretty sinister. I have chills after that. Have a, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Yeah. Oh my God. Excellent. Excellent story. Let this be a lesson that if someone's in distress, even if they're a quote unquote crazy, Mm. look into the story, look into it. Don't turn anyone away because that first lady it could have ended with her if her husband it could have. would and have taken two seconds to, right. to look into this. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about it. Like, I'm married. You are practically married, you know, with Nick. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, if one of us were to come home and if that were to happen, and regardless yeah. if we had been in a fight with them, like, you want to think that your significant other would believe you. And, like, why would you make that up? That's just, and, and again, it kind of goes back to the thing of childhood is even if someone who wasn't credible came to me and they had all these bad things, you know, this has yeah. happened to me and this has happened to me, I would still be like, okay, something yeah. is wrong. Even if right. it's not exactly what you're saying, there's something wrong here or there's something wrong that happened in the past. Something has gone wrong for this exactly. to be a thought in your head. Right. And unfortunately for these women, they were 100% honest. and they were. But, you know, again, that's like him being resourceful as a Scorpio. Like, he knew the women to pick. Yeah. He knew the women that would not be missed. And ultimately, like, he was very, very, very smart and, again, resourceful. Yeah. So it's sad. So sad, but at least they're either in jail or dead. So, all right. Amen. Amen <laughs> to that. Great story. That is one that I had not heard before. Yeah. So that is so fun to listen to. Good. Um. Final little ending here. The only thing I have is our patrons. We do have yeah. VIP patrons. So that includes Nick, Valerie, and Adrian. We do have Haley and Angie as our patrons as well. Um, in the future, we'll just do VIP shoutouts. So, yes. but thank you guys all so much. And we are wearing our merch. We are, we are, we are. We're wearing our merch. It it came in, and we are obsessed. It's so and great. if you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. Because not only, like, is it comfy and soft, but it's just fucking cute. And like, we got the premium for you guys, so take yeah, advantage of it. 
We did. We got the premium shirts. We didn't want the cheap shit. Like, we got the premium, oh, nice, yes. comfy shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and crops and mugs and all and, of it. And crafts. <laughs> and crafts. Definitely <laughs> thought you said air crafts. Cup. <laughs> Cup. So, go check it out. Join our Patreon. Yes. I mean, if anything, we want you to just do all the basics. Like, subscribe, follow, share. All of the stuff that is absolutely free, do that stuff first. Yes. And then give us all your money later. Yeah. Because uh, Casey Musgraves and Khloe Kardashian (laughs) have to live. (laughs) I got to pay for these somehow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Signing off. Stay sinister, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.